Yeah, we raised uh, 36 million US dollars in uh, five rounds. The last round was a 16 million US dollars that we raised in August 2020. Okay, okay I mean, that, that's pretty clear. I'm, so you started the company, I think, back in 2016, if I'm not mistaken? Correct, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of validating this idea, how, how did you initially get... Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 75 of Taking You to the Top. My guest today is Michele Ferrario. He's the co-founder and CEO of StashAway. Michele, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So to get us started, uh, could you share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know? Ha, good one. Uh, in my Singapore routine, I don't own a car and uh, I ride my bicycle to the MRT station as I go to the office. And that's kind of my uh, kind of daily physical routine a little bit. Reality is that obviously for the last year with lockdowns, I haven't done it, but that's the idea, my ideal schedule. Right. Uh, that station, that's basically like the underground metro station. Yes, MRT, yes, it's the subway, yes. Okay. And, and could you tell us a little bit about your background? Basically, what, what did you do before you started StashAway? So you can uh, look at my career in kind of two parts. For the first half, I worked in and around financial services. And in the second part, I was building consumer internet companies. In particular, I started at McKinsey, a consulting mm -hmm. company uh, back in Italy, where I'm from, working mostly with uh, banking clients, first in Milano, then moved to the US and work out of the New York office of McKinsey, also working mostly with banks. Then I moved back to Italy, joined a private equity firm doing mid-market growth equity investments for a few years. And then I completely changed career. I joined a company called Rocket Internet, a German mm -hmm. venture builder. I founded their Italian office uh, and my job was to launch new companies for them. So I've launched two companies in Italy. I was then asked to do Pakistan. I've launched three companies in Pakistan for Rocket. And then eight and a half years ago, Rocket asked me to move to Singapore and take the leadership of one of the largest investments they had in Southeast Asia, a company called Zalora, which is a fashion e-commerce. So I was the group mm -hmm. CEO of Zalora for around four years until four and a half years ago when I met my two co-founders, Nina and Freddie, and together we started StashAway. Okay. So um, what, what does StashAway do and what does the revenue model sort of look like? So we are a digital wealth management platform. The way we describe internally what we do is we want to empower people to build wealth in the long term. Uh, so we provide a platform that makes it simple and cost-effective to invest intelligently. So the way we think about it is there is a simplicity aspect, there is a cost aspect, and then very importantly, there is an intelligence of the investment framework as 
aspect. So we give access to everybody to very sophisticated investment logic. Uh, The revenue model is that we charge a very transparent one fee uh, calculated on assets. So depending on how much money you have invested with us, uh, you will pay a certain percentage of it uh, on a per annum basis. In particular, we charge for smaller portfolios uh, below 25,000 Singapore dollars in Singapore and uh, 25,000 US in, in, in Dubai and the Middle East, we charge uh, 0.8%. And then that percentage goes down to 0.7, 0.6, down to 0.2% above a million dollars. Okay, got it. And when, when you say for simplicity, could I join today, for example, open an account? Do I need to, uh, do you have to be, sort of a accredited investor or anyone can do this? Anybody can do this. We have a $0 minimum balance. Okay. Uh, it takes around eight to 10 minutes to open an account. Obviously, okay. we are a regulated entity in all the countries where we are live. So we're live in Singapore, Malaysia, and Dubai. Uh, and uh, therefore, obviously we do have, we will ask you a few questions uh, as part of the onboarding process uh, in order to understand who you are. It's what the regulators call the KYC process uh, and it includes anti-money laundering checks. Uh, But that process is run in the background, is very fast. And, you know, if unless you are a politically politically exposed people, the person, you will actually run through the process quite quickly and uh, it should be, you know, quite quite easy to do so. And you can do it either via our app on a mobile phone or through a desktop application on your computer. Okay. I guess what, what I would like to understand is what sort of value-added services? You mentioned that there's sort of uh, special insights that a customer would receive to help him make the right investment decisions. Um, could you elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, so uh, our core product is a set of 12 portfolios uh, diversified across asset classes. Uh, that's, it's 12 of them because it goes, one is the lowest risk, the 12th is the highest risk one and everything in, uh, in between. The lowest risk is equivalent to a basket of bonds in terms of risk. The mm-hmm. highest risk is equivalent to a basket of equities in terms of risk and everything in between, you know, 40, 60, 60, 40 and, and, and the likes. Now, every portfolio uh, is diversified across asset classes and gives very global exposure to uh, equities, bonds, real estate, gold, and then obviously going deeper into you know, Chinese technology equity or US equities in a variety of sectors on the bond side, different issuers, different maturity structures, different, um, uh, different legal structures, etc. The reason why I mentioned earlier it's sophisticated is that the way the portfolios are built and managed over time dynamically uh, mm-hmm. is through a very sophisticated asset allocation framework. We call it ERA, Economic Regime-Based Asset Allocation, that uh, leverages economic data to make asset allocation over time, to make asset allocation decisions over time. This is the type of things that institutional investors will do, the t- you know, the sovereign wealth fund will do as, uh, as they uh, kind of decide how to invest the money. You know, unfortunately, individual investors end up spending a lot of time and effort uh, doing what is called security selection. So deciding whether to invest in Tesla or in Amazon or in Google or in Facebook. While in reality, uh, more than 80% of uh, difference in returns among different portfolios is driven by the asset allocation rather than by the security selection. And very few people think about that. So what we bring to the table is a very intuitive and easy way to get professionally managed asset allocation at incredibly low fees, like you don't get 
these type of fees anywhere if you are an individual investor? Sure. So for me as a client, my only job is to select 1 to 12. Correct. Having said that, we are super transparent. So if you are a, an experienced investor and you want to understand more, you can dig deeper and you will know exactly what goes inside each of the portfolios. You'll know exactly where you're investing. You're doing exactly uh, who's the manager of which asset class, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, if, for instance, you don't want to know, uh, you actually simply you know, click a few times, make sure that the risk, the, the risk profile is correct, and that's it. I mean, it sounds incredible, and I wish you, I wish I could do it from Saudi. I guess that that doesn't work, right? It has to be in the countries where uh, you're currently functioning in. You uh, look. We, if you, if you know, you can open an account from wherever you are. So, uh, in you know, you can open an account in Dubai or in Singapore from wherever you are. Uh, we are not present, so you're not going to be able to make a local transfer in the country. You know, if you are from Italy or from Germany or Saudi, uh, you're not going to be able to make a local wire transfer. So it's not as convenient as if you were in uh, in Singapore, for instance. Uh, mm-hmm. But but you can open an account with us. Okay, well that sounds very interesting. And what what does the company team size look like today? Uh, we are 150 people. 150. Okay, so LinkedIn is pretty straight, I mean, on point here. I think LinkedIn mentioned 148. So that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually, maybe, maybe LinkedIn is more, is more precise than me. No, I actually think we're just above, I think we're actually just above 150 now. You know, it's, okay. uh, we are growing very quickly. And so to be honest, I, uh, you know, uh, 150 is a little bit of a ballpark number, where I'm, you know, plus or minus five, but I would say probably slightly above 150 right now. Okay, got it. And currently, due to COVID, is everybody working remotely or are you back at the offices? So it depends on the countries. Uh, the short answer is everywhere we have a 100% flexible policy. So everybody, anybody that wants to work from home can work from home. Uh, in uh, certain countries, like Singapore, for instance, uh, where de facto you know, the, the country is currently COVID-free, there still is a 50% maximum attendance to the office. So we allow people to go to the office they want to, up to 50% of people and up to 50% of the time. What ends up happening is that 10% of people go to the office and most people will, will be working from home. And to be honest, it's been a crazy crash course in working remotely. And uh, <laughs> in a way, because we actually opened three offices in the last uh, in the last 12 months, so we opened Dubai, we opened Bangkok, and we opened Hong Kong, in a way, the fact that this happened as we were opening the office, and so we were forced to work from home in, in also in Singapore and KL, where we already had a presence, it, it made everybody be on a level playing field. So it looked, I have to say that probably it enabled us to onboard better people in different countries because you know they were on the same playing field that people in Singapore. In a normal situation, you would have had meetings with three people in a meeting room in Singapore and one person in Dubai from the new office. And that didn't happen. Like everybody was working from home, everybody had his own camera, everybody had his own computer. So we actually learned a lot about working with people in different places. Sure. And I noticed uh, on your profile, it mentioned that you were hiring. Are you hiring for specific posts that you could share? Uh, I mean, yes, we're hiring uh, across a variety of different uh, areas. I mean, the, the most senior role we are hiring for is a CPO, Chief Product Officer in Business mm-hmm. Singapore. 
we have a significant number of engineering roles open. So hiring a few developers. Uh, we're hiring for a compliance officer in Hong Kong and, uh, and a few more. Okay. And for the engineering roles, does it matter where they're based? We try to have as many as possible in Singapore, but we do have a few people working uh, elsewhere. So again, preference for Singapore, but for certain roles, we are actually quite open to have a remote workforce. Got it. Okay, um, let's take a quick break to thank our first sponsor, then we'll jump into the economics. Our first sponsor is a company called TopTal. They have a global network to top talent in business, design, and technology that enables companies to scale their teams on demand. TopTal serves thousands of clients, including Fortune 500 companies and innovative startups, delivering expertise and world-class solutions at an unparalleled success rate with elite freelancers in over 100 countries. TopTal connects a top 3% screen list of the world's top talent with leading companies in days, not weeks. Visit toptal.takingyoutothetop.io. That's T-O-P-T-A-L dot takingyoutothetop.io and get an 80-hour no-risk trial period so you only have to pay if you're satisfied with the work. Get started hiring with TopTal today. Okay, so briefly getting to, into the economics. When you started the company, did you have to raise any capital or was this bootstrapped? We raised capital. Uh, we, I don't think you can bootstrap a company in our sector. Okay, and... Uh, is it public knowledge how much you've raised so far? Yeah, we raised uh, 36 million US dollars in uh, five rounds. The last round was a 16 million US dollars that we raised in August 2020. Got it. Okay, I mean, that, that's pretty clear. Um, so you started the company, I think, back in 2016, if I'm not mistaken? Correct, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of validating this idea, how did you initially get the idea and how did you sort of test the market before going full force? Yeah, so I had been living in Singapore for a bit more than four years and I was the CEO of a company called Zalora, as I mentioned earlier. I was right. decently paid, I was saving money and uh, I, uh, I, I was starting to have savings and uh and I have a background in finance, so I knew what I wanted to do, which was build a diversified portfolios of ETFs. So mm -hmm. I had a couple of bank accounts, those bank accounts where you actually have a relationship manager, uh, which I thought was gonna, were going to help me. So I kind of knocked the doors, told them, look, I have some spare cash, would like to make it work for me. And what I realized quickly is that they were not interested in helping me make my money work for me, but rather... They wanted to push me very expensive products, which I didn't really thought fit for what I wanted. And so right. I, I grew quite unhappy about this whole experience. And uh, at a certain point, I realized about the existence of so-called robo-advisors in the United States. And so I went on Google and wrote robo-advisor Singapore with the idea mm -hmm. of finding the local player and investing with them because I thought, you know, fully digital, ETF, low cost, diversified, it felt like the right fit for me. And because I couldn't find any in Singapore, I started thinking, haha, maybe rather than selling t-shirts, that's what I should be doing. And so 
as I was thinking about it, I decided to leave Zalora for a number of reasons. And this idea came back to mind and, thought, and I thought, let me see if I can find the right partners to build this with. And, and then I met Nino, our CTO. And a couple of weeks later, I met Freddy, our chief investment officer. And together, you know, Nino, two decades of experience building tech companies. Freddy, two decades of experience managing money. Uh, for myself, a couple of decades of experience in general management roles. I thought we kind of complemented each other quite well uh, and, uh, and therefore decided to, to start. And uh, the idea validation really came from the fact that it was clear to me that there was a gigantic gap in the market because I saw the, the gap firsthand. Okay, but don't you think that maybe someone may have tried this concept and failed before you? I, look, I, no, I, I didn't think that, meaning that what I did is I, I saw that in the US there were a few players uh, kind of with this business model and they seem to be doing okay. Not spectacularly, but okay. Uh, I saw that in Singapore, there's nobody, there was nobody doing that. Uh, and, uh, and I thought that there was a much larger need for something like that in Singapore than there was in the US. So my thesis was, this is going to work way better in Southeast Asia. And now my thesis is also in the Middle East uh, than in the US. And, uh, and, that's why, uh, and that's why I started. Got it. And do you remember back in... Well, I'm not sure which year you had your first customer, but do, do you remember how you got your first non-referred customer? Yeah, so uh, we launched, so we got a license in May 2017 in Singapore and launched in June, our kind of beta and in July, full launch 2017. Mm -hmm. And we had a uh, kind of wait list of people that were mostly friends, or contacts of, uh, of team members. So I would call them refer customers. But then as, as soon as we launched, we kind of uh, start opening up, open up a little bit of marketing. So we started doing online marketing and soon after we started doing some branding offline. And so, so that's how we attracted the first few clients. And, uh, uh, you know, we've, we closed, I think, I think the first month with uh, a couple of million dollars under management. Uh, okay. And uh, we closed uh, the year. So this was uh, five months into it with around 20 million Singapore dollars, around 15 million US dollars under management. And so most of that money came from non-referred customers. Incredible. And do you remember uh, which was the most effective marketing channel for you to get those first customers? Yeah, so I think uh, look, if, when I look back, uh, there was a mix of two things. One was... I would say probably Facebook was the best of the paid channels. Okay. But the most important ones were actually the more um, high touch ones. So we spent a little bit of time. So we did a pop-up shop for three days in, uh, in a mall in Singapore with me and our chief investment officer standing there and answering people's questions. We, we did advertising on the, on the, at the train stations in the center, in the CBD of, of okay. Singapore. I think those activities, which were a bit more high touch, are more difficult to track, but definitely provided quite a lot of brand awareness early on that helped fuel all the other channels. Today, our most important channel is word of mouth. We acquire more than 80% of our clients organically. Uh, that, that's a perfect spot to be in, for sure. And in terms of getting press, do you have any tips or do you have, I mean, are you going out of your way to get press or is it just being picked up 
by word of mouth? Uh, so, so for press coverage, we do have a person that kind of is in charge of uh, keeping and building a relationship with, uh, with, uh, with journalists. And, okay. uh, and so, yes, we try to you know, make sure that whenever there is something interesting, we try to, to see whether anybody wants to cover that. Uh, we are not very pushy. We never buy press. So we never do kind of pay to play type of things. The only press okay. coverage we receive is because people want to write about us. Uh, but, you know, because we are doing interesting things and uh, we, are, we share some interesting data once in a while, we have actually had quite decent coverage so far. Okay. And have you done many podcasts in the past? So we have a podcast uh, for the company. It's called In Your Best Interests and it talks about investing. And uh, yeah, I've been on, a, I don't know, five, six, seven, something like that podcast before. Do, do you see value in podcasts as a customer acquisition channel? Uh, yeah, I think, look, I don't think it's a direct customer acquisition channel. I think it's it just it's a one more opportunity to speak about the company, speak about the product, and make sure that a few more people have heard about it. I don't think it's direct, so I don't expect any of your listener to immediately download the app and invest with us. But perhaps in the, in the next few months, quarter, years, sooner or later, they will encounter Stashway again, and maybe they will uh, remember uh, the chat we had, and, uh, and perhaps that will provide one more data point in their decision-making. Well, I mean, hey, I'm, I might be your customer. That would be great. <laughs> okay, let's take let, let's take another break to thank our second sponsor, then we'll wrap up. Our second sponsor is a company called Bluehost. If you have a business idea and simply want to put it out there, you'll need a domain name and a flexible WordPress site that needs to be hosted on a reliable server. Bluehost is your one-stop shop for all things web hosting. From design and marketing services to easy-to-use website builders, they are with you every step of the way. Thanks to their 24-7, 365 days a year live support, which you can get via chat, phone, and email. And any and all questions you have can be answered in no time at all. Bluehost offers unlimited disk space and bandwidth, an easy-to-use control panel, one-click WordPress installs, and more. Visit bluehost.takingyoutothetop.io today. That's B-L-U-E-H-O-S-T dot takingyoutothetop.io and get a free domain name for the first year. And you'll also get free SSL security certificate with any of their affordable hosting packages. Start your entrepreneurial journey with Bluehost today. All right. So to, to wrap up, what's one thing that you'd like my audience to take away from this interview? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, the interview is really about a little bit of our story. So maybe rather than the story, what I'd like your audience to take away is that uh, investing, personal investing is an incredibly important part of how we build our own future and spending some time finding the right tools and uh, making sure you're, uh, you're doing the right things is incredibly important. Okay. Well, this last section is called the famous five. Um, there are a set of quick fire questions. So are you ready to go? I, I guess I am. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? I liked a lot uh, Radical Candor for, by Kim Scott. 
and we discussed it at uh, inside the company. I thought it was uh, interesting uh, as a culture building discussion. Okay, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I wouldn't say there is one that I follow or study closely, but you know, if you ask me, you know, who is a CEO that you know you think has been amazing, I, I mean, I'll state the obvious, and I think Jeff Bezos is just obviously the last two decades the most incredible person on the in the business side, and I have actually recently purchased Working Backwards, which is a book written by a couple of former Amazon that apparently I haven't read it yet, but apparently they try to dissect a little bit the way. Um, kind of uh, Amazon works, which I'm quite interested in. Very interesting. All right, number three, what's your favorite online tool for growing your business? Look, I guess at the end, in my role as a co-founder and CEO of a company, what the most important thing I do is communicate with uh, mm-hmm. my, uh, my colleagues. And so I, uh, using Slack, I think Slack. changed a lot of the way communication is, uh, happens within the company. So we don't use an email, but we use Slack. Uh, and uh, I think actually provided quite a great platform to make internal communication more um, easier, let's say, and uh, more, I would say, democratic, like everybody has access to much more information. Sure. Okay, number four, what's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Good question. Um, professionally, I would say that... Uh, Work so going slower sometimes means to go faster and uh, taking time to do things right and uh, gaining giving you more speed over time. Sure. Okay, um, number five. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? I try to go for seven. I usually fall slightly short of it, like six and a half to seven. Okay. Got it. Well, thank you very, very much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I look forward to personally learning more about the company. And uh, maybe a year from now, we could have a follow-up call just to see where Stash Away has grown. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Rami. And a year, a year from now, when we're going to talk, I'll ask you, how is your portfolio doing? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. As a valued listener of the Taking You to the Top podcast, you're in good company. It has also been said that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That being said, by subscribing to this podcast, you'll spend your time with Rami and a collection of the world's brightest thinkers and founders. All you have to do now is to push the subscribe button on your favorite podcast listening platform, and you'll be consistently learning from the very best. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.